Backstage with Simple Church podcast numero uno. Numero uno. Uno. Numero uno. Number one. Number one. Here, this is a little backstage look into Simple Church. We're here with Justin Hagler and Caleb Kwok. Yeah. K-Wok? Kwok. Kwok. New guy. From Hong Kong. From Hong Kong. Really East Texas via Hong Kong. Yeah. Well, Houston. South Texas. Yeah. Oh, Houston. Houston. And then ETBU and originally Hong Kong. I can't. Houston's my least favorite city in the whole. No, country. are you no, no, serious? No. Let's let's don't go into that. Mm, let's yeah. let's not try to be negative. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> why would why would you say Houston is your least favorite? Well, I, p- probably because I lived in Greenspoint, aka Gunspoint, uh, for four years. So yeah, that's a horrible place. To be. Yeah. Well, I, I guess Caleb be. agrees. I don't know anything about it. Here's what I do know something about though, what? and that is that I'm sitting here doing the very first podcast that you are, and I don't even really know what a podcast is. Well, a podcast for those that don't know, which if you're listening to it, you probably know what it is. <laughs> I know, but I'm spe- I'm speaking to like let them know that the guy that's hosting, co-hosting, mm, that would I, be it. Yeah, no, you're hosting. Yeah. I'm co-hosting. That's what you yes. were telling me. You're the boss. I'm kind of <laughs> here for the ride. Well, basically, I'm just trying to figure out other ways for us to get out there, and I think this is a good way for to give more of a an inside look and a more in depth look of what we do and why we do what we do. Something that you can't get just on a Sunday morning or in a partner party. And what I love about it, and this is what you've convinced me and showed me. I've listened to a few, and they're all helpful. But it's hard for me to believe at first that like people would listen for 45 minutes. But I understand, or an hour, whatever it may be, two hours. But what I think is cool is in our environment, we are so short on our services, and there's not a lot of time to elaborate on different things. I think there's some cool things you want to do with that. Mm-hmm. But then also, like this backstage thing, is a lot of people don't know. You know, It's like Caleb. That's why he's here. He's a new guy, so he had right. questions, and he's like, hey, man, what about this? Or I was like, this is what we need to do for a podcast mm-hmm. on the first one. Now, Scott's got some great ideas coming up. And we're going to expand all this. But this whole backstage with Simple Church is really, you're going to be interviewing different people, Scott? Yep. Interviewing different staff members. We're going to be bringing people in to discuss the sermon topics. We're going to be bringing in special guests to interview. Just basically kind of just giving a backstage look, a behind the scenes into why we do what we do and how we do what we do and what we do what we do. (laughs) That's that works out perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. perfect. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right, so let's start now. Caleb, you're the new guy. We were talking about we're going backstage yes. with Simple Church because mm-hmm. you're new. It happened something last night. Didn't you go to a hockey game or something? Get, like, give me what was yeah, some yeah. of your questions. So uh, yesterday we went went back to a hockey game because we had a hockey game here at the ETBU. Did yeah the George Pond Go Tigers Stadium. ETBU had a the team. other Tigers. Yeah. Mm. You know, the better looking ones. No. <laughs> oh. oh, you just lost everybody who <laughs> listens to this podcast. Great job, Caleb. Uh, no, no, no. Um, well, at least our mascot looks better than the Clemson one. Yes. yes. I think that's, that's undeniable. True. Yeah. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Well, I went back to uh, to the game and I saw some of my friends and they were asking me, like, hey, what do you do now? Like, um, you know, what, what are you doing with your life after you, <laughs> now that you graduated? Right. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I work at the Simple Church, you know? And they're like, what is that? <laughs> they're like, is that a cult? <laughs> what is like they drink Kool-Aid there? Yeah, what is the Simple Church? Yeah. That's so not uncommon. That. And, you know, I had very little to none knowledge of so I do. I, I have a question. <laughs> Hold on. we got to get oh, to that. Sorry, but, sorry. But what, what is your Wait, question? Well, because, because I want to know, 
your initial thought of us when we first started looking at you and everything, when you heard the name Simple Church, what was it that came to your mind? No, hold on. Let me give you an answer for that. Oh. Are they paying? I'm working there. <laughs> Pretty much, gra- pretty much. He's graduating. Yeah. Uh, right. What's the pay? Right. That's true. Because okay. now, fair he's, enough, now he's admitting, though, Scott Rooms, and now he's admitting that he goes, I don't even know who they are, but they <laughs> but pay. They, they, pay. <laughs> they pay. I got a job, you know, I get exactly. to stay, you know. <laughs> there is money. Do you yeah. have money? <clears throat> yep. Uh, <laughs> no, really, that's a good question. What did you think when, I mean, yeah, well, you, you had to do a little my research. My initial thought, yeah. Well, the first time that I visited, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, and then I got to, uh, somebody had to explain it with me. I think it was the time that we sat down at Solotsky yeah. and, you know, we, we were just talk, kind of talking about the church, uh, kind of how we run and how, uh, everything's done. Um, and so I, my initial thoughts, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. It kind of sounds like my original church that I, yeah. uh, that I've been working with. And so all of the ideals, even like going back to the background, cause I know a little bit of the background. But um, I'm going to have to get you more yeah. in depth on it. But um, the background of this church and the church that I worked at, it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And the work environment, um, staff dynamics, kind of similar as well. And so that's why I was like, okay, this is a good pick. Yeah. So here's, and, and we're glad you're here because if you don't know Caleb, and what you're going to do a podcast, unbelievable story. He really did come from Hong Kong at 15 years it's old. It's not or a so. lie. No, it's not a lie. And it's, to me, dude, you're a great story in general, which that will be one that will go backstage yeah, with staff members. But to answer some of your questions, the common question people ask is, is why is it called Simple Church? We launched a church in 2007. There was a book that came out, and people always mm. assumed that it was connected to that book. The book was called Simple Church. Uh, to be honest, I did not read the book. I, <laughs> I saw it in the store. I knew the title, and I was like, well, that's an interesting concept, right. but I didn't read it uh I don't know if it was just time or, you know, whatever was going on, but I thought it was kind of cool. But that is not why it's named Simple Church. Uh, the reason it was named Simple Church is because I grew up, and I say this a lot in the services and we've talked about it in the past, but just church was complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a Catholic background on my grandparents' side, a Baptist background on my parents' side. My friends were Nazarene. I had Assembly of God. We had all these different denominations. And everybody was saying they were right, and everybody had opinions, and everybody was disagreeing on a lot of stuff. It wasn't what they agreed on. It was more about, well, we don't dance, and mm-hmm. we don't listen to this, or we don't watch that, or you can't do this, or you can drink. We're Catholic. You can party. You can. So there were, <laughs> seriously, there was all these different opinions of what everybody thought about all that. Right. Well, I only worked in one church, and it was a Baptist church. So for 16 years or so, 15 years, I worked at a, a big Baptist church in the community, First Baptist mm-hmm. Bossier. And uh, as I got in, I never thought I was going to work in a church. I never thought I was going to be a pastor. So mm-hmm. that's kind of shocking to some people. But really, I'm a kinesiology degree person. Mm-hmm. All right. That means sports. That sports. means PE coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big for word. You. Big word for Ken. PE coach. P. But whenever all of those things were going on, it was just very complicated. So when we had an opportunity to launch and do something different, which, again, there was a lot of thought, many years, all of those 15 or 16 years, thinking about that, I was like, man, it just it really needs to be simple, and it needs to be something that everybody can kind of come together on and go, I can agree on that. Well, then, obviously, it was based on Jesus, not a denominational thing or not a church right, thing, but, like, right. what did Jesus say? And it came back to the whole 
great commandment. You know, it's like this whole thing of, man, if you can love God and you can love people. I thought, man, that's pretty simple. And Catholics agreed on that, and Assembly of God agreed on that, and Methodist, and Baptist, and, mm-hmm. you know, anybody's like, loving God, loving people. And Jesus said that was the most important thing. Everything hinges on those two things. All the laws, all the prophets hang on those two things. I thought, well, that's pretty simple. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's really why it's named the Simple Church. And then beyond that, there's a little extra to that. We didn't have a location, Scott. You would know this. The, you know, the, yeah. the theater... Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Regal Theater in the Boardwalk, mm-hmm. actually called us around the same time and said, hey, man, you'd signed up to take students there or something, and you're on the list to rent this venue. You know, we're like, we're not on the list to rent that venue. I remember going, I don't remember. I mean, I may have remembered asking it's to a rent prank. it for a, like a, <laughs> oh, God, Scott, don't die. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. And then once we said, well, if we're on the list, that was one of the other deals. We didn't have a location. All the churches that were launching around 2007 were like based on a name, the Stonebridge mm. Community Church or the, you know, it, it could be whatever. By, or everything was river around here. It was like it was the Red River. The Red it was river the River Valley. Valley. It was... River Bend. River, so I was like, well, we got to do something and, and be out of the box a little bit on that. Right. So that's that's why the name came in. Is there anything that I'm missing on that, Scott? Oh, no, no, no. No, except for it was... I mean... It's crazy because there were 88 of us that were at First Bosier, and then literally it's like... And they weren't all from First Bosier. Yeah. yeah, and well, that's true. Yeah, they weren't all from First Bosier. No, some people were from where I grew up in Shreveport that came to yeah. help be a part of the launch team. So. Nice. But I mean, literally, it was a church that I don't any of us had seen before because it was all in trailers, and we were in one theater. Yeah. It was small. Yeah, and it was like... Yeah, First I Service, think I think, was like... It. Yeah, I think First Service was like 200 people, less yeah, than 200 well, people. So that was, I mean that's bigger than one of the one of the churches in the East Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, but and I think that's the thing. I remember there were eighty of us though. So if everybody right. just bought one friend, we were at yeah. hundred and sixty. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it was like, hey, we we're doing all right, but it didn't. You know, it actually went down a little bit before it went up. But I think the thing that made it unique is in two thousand seven there was no one meeting in theaters. Now Word of God's in the theater, which was cool. They kind of took over where we were, mm. but. Whenever we started, nobody had done that. There wasn't right. anybody doing it. Now, other people in Houston do it. A second Baptist in Houston, I think, had done it. And then we come to find out, this little insider, this is backstage with the Simple Church, mm-hmm. that National Cinema Media, which ran all of the theaters, they actually oversaw a large group of them, not all, but a large group of them. They created an organization, and it was all dedicated to church in theaters. Huh. And so for the first few years... I actually spoke for them in Burbank, California, in Washington, D.C., in Orlando, Florida. We would go in and do conferences uh, to try to help people launch churches, uh, you know, in, in unconventional ways. And they were trying to expand that business. So it was a pretty cool thing. But I'm telling you, most people didn't get it for this reason. Like, well, I remember in Washington, D.C., Chip went with us on this. I remember we got in the car afterwards, and I was like, I don't know if that's going to work up there. Uh, and Mark Batterson was the first, really, that we looked up to. And he was in Washington, D.C. area, mm. so that was another reason. It was Batterson and us, and we were doing this little panel. But the, one of the guys comes up and says, well, how do you do a choir in the theater? <laughs> and I was like, well, we don't do a choir. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he was like, well, then how are you How are you going to do that? And I was like, man, because it was going to be done different. Right. And, you know, you were using the screen to use movie clips because we were in there. It was another way to, and Mark Batterson says it best. I think he said it was like, you had the stained glass that told the story of Christ, you know, years ago, thousands of years ago and all the way up. 
well, the screen, the movie screens and the technology are the new modern stained glass. It's another way to tell the story. Yeah. So that's why you're here, Mr. Media Guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's like, think yeah. about it. Years ago, they didn't hire media people. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even like, well, I mean, you one didn't. of my friend, he's actually going to be working at a church in Shreveport. Yeah. And so um, when he was interviewing them, uh, he at, well, he told them what I do. And they were like, oh, we didn't even think about hiring a media people, <laughs> like a media person. Right. Yeah, I mean, churches still don't. I mean, no. Well, and it's starting to be there, but I mean, for us, from the beginning, that was a oh no, it was a huge deal. You were going to use technology, uh, you know, editing videos. We used to do. We used to have to get it on uh, CD. I mean, DVDs. Right. We would have to like we're getting a movie clip. Now that everybody accuses us, and this is another backstage with the simple Mm. church thing is. You know, how do you how can you use these movie clips? It's illegal or sometimes it gets bumped off of Facebook. The truth is we have a license to do all that. Right. They the media <clears throat> and the movies love using a two minute clip because it inspires those people. I've never seen that movie. Let me go rent that. Now sometimes that's a little risky on some of the movies we pull from <laughs> because they're not always Christian movies or great movies, but right. there is still a biblical lesson or a point that can be used to illustrate something. And usually through media and through movie, man, it's powerful. And mm-hmm. that's changed in the last 12 years. Think about it. There's more Christian movies than ever. Now, back then, there were hardly, and if really not very many, if they were, they were pretty cheesy. Very cheesy. <laughs> yeah. And they're very low budget, too. Very, very low budget. Yeah. So it's one of those things where we were going, well, let's use, and wing clips is one place we get stuff from. People ask, well, where do you, that's a service that we have, and they created uh, an internet-based movie clip. Um, you pay subscription, and they've gotten the rights from all these movie things, mm-hmm. and then you get the clips. So it's not illegal, it's not immoral, it's actually a unusual, kind of a cool thing to do yeah. to help tell the story. But I, that's a long way around to get to Wyatt Simple Church, but it was really based on loving God and loving people. Pretty simple. That's cool. All right. Any other yeah. questions? We're going backstage. Give me something else. Scott, do you have hmm. something that's on your mind that you go, what do people ask you when you're in that quiet place along with your kitty cat? <laughs> quiet place. <laughs> well, if somebody's asking me something there, then we got bigger problems. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to help you out. Right. I mean, I know people yeah. ask all the, all the time all kind of questions. Yeah, I think the, the big questions that are asked are why we're called Simple Church. And then the other big thing that always comes up, especially on trips, in my particular experience, is music. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. is always asking, especially because we're, we're we're different now, but definitely back in the day, we used to play a lot of secular music. And we're they, still going to. Yeah, and that's true. <laughs> but the question is always, why don't we do more, or why not, not more, but why do we choose certain secular songs to go along with, you know, like, why are we playing that music yeah. is the big mm-hmm. question. Good question. All right. So it's kind of the same thing as um, the movie clips. So you, you got to remember, we launched it. There, there's, there's still a lot of great churches in the area. There are a lot of great churches across America. But the one thing that kind of pushed me to start and get people to do the simple church was that not everyone wanted to attend those churches. And that's offensive to some because they're like, well, why not? We do great worship or we do great preaching right. or we have... And I get it because I worked one for a long time and we tried a lot of unconventional things and still couldn't reach some people. So the idea was if you launch something different, 
it might appeal to someone different and it mm-hmm. might reach different people that typically don't go. So some of the key components were, we're not going to worry about clothes because when I grew up, clothes were a big deal. My mom, I can still remember my mom freaking out because we were lower to middle income. My dad worked at AT&T. My mom was a janitor, a maid. Okay, so they worked to do they can. And they were worried about going to the big church up the street because we didn't have the clothes to fit in. And this was in the, again, 70s, you know. Mm. And I'm like going, how silly is it that a family that wanted to go to church, their concern was, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have the right clothes, and we're right. just we're just not going to do that. And I was like, that's that's jacked up. We cannot do that anymore. And then fast forward to when we were working at First Bozier, when I first worked there, we wore suits and ties, even in like as a young person. And I'm like, I don't, and I know that it was the whole idea of you present your best, you bring your best. That's what we heard growing up, and that's kind of was the mantra. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is, is if if the scripture's true, which I believe that it is, it's like God's really looking at our heart more than he is our outside. And so why are we so focused on the outside when honestly we probably should be more concerned with the heart? Right. And so if someone can't afford something nice, don't judge them or look down on them because of that. Now if you want to wear something nice, great. Knock yourself out. That doesn't mean you can't. But don't look down on somebody because they only have flip flops and shorts or what mm-hmm. have you. And if it is a casual environment that gets someone in the door, well, then that's a good thing. Now, I know some people still disagree with that, and times may have changed, or they think they've changed, but in Louisiana, it's still what it is. There's still people that go, man, I would rather just be casual if I can. Mm-hmm. And it's changed. In 12 years, church has gotten more casual, but when we started in 2007, that was a big deal. The other thing was the music. So most people, when it came to church growing up, like I grew up in... Baptist Church in the 70s and Catholic Catholic Church was high. Well, I mean, pipe or and all of us are like, oh man, ain't nobody heard that on the radio. You know, we ain't listening to that. Not to say it was bad. Not to or say did. that it was. It was just that's what it was. Right. So nobody really got it. Everybody just kind of sat quietly and like, don't do nothing. We got to the Baptist Church and we had a piano and an organ mm-hmm. back in the 70s. That's all you had. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just that's what it was. So me and my brother used to. My brother would bring hot rod magazines and put them in the hymnal or his Bible. Do not judge him. That's just what he did because he was bored and he wouldn't do it. But when we got to the singing, we had a good friend named Larry Alton. Uh, he was the worship leader. They didn't call it that. I think it called a song director back then. Mm. Big difference, right? Yeah. So he totally. was really a great vocalist, and he did some great solos and stuff, and it, it was beginning to kind of change. I'm like, man, that was pretty good. But he was still kind of in the box of, it's a piano and an organ. Now, he'd play a track. You could play a CD that had different music on it, and you could sing to it or a cassette tape, children. Mm-hmm. But as that even progressed, you could tell it was beginning to change. Christian music was changing. Right. The industry was changing. So when it began to change, people went down that road. So it was long, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of singing or whatever. Well... Once again, I would listen to my friends that weren't going to church. They're like, man, they just stand up and sing too long. It's like, good (laughs) night. How long can you sing? Because not everybody likes singing. I know that's shocking, and everybody believes that worship is singing. When I believe it's way more than that. I believe it's your life. And worship is a part of, I mean, singing is a part of worship, but it's Mm -hmm. bigger than like, hey, man, I've got to sing these songs. Well, when we started Simple Church, I was like, look, let's try to keep everything shorter. The one thing that I heard somewhere, and I don't remember where I heard it from, is like you would rather them leave wanting more than sit there going, when is this thing over? 
So the idea mm. was shorten everything down, <laughs> make the whole thing 45, 50 minutes. Keep it know, simple. Keep it simple so that they come in and they go, it's a short amount of songs. So if you love it, you may go, man, that was cool. I really liked it. You might want to play a secular song because we're trying to reach people that typically don't go that they may recognize. And then like you said, Scott, that started off that way. We don't do it as much anymore, but we still do. Like, I mean, they'll still mix them in because the idea is, oh, I've heard that before. Man, I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Well, plus too, I think uh, the other, the the back part of it is, is when you do play that secular song, which may be a country song or whatever, you hear that out in public. You might hear that when you're at yeah. Walmart or in your car, and then it takes you back to that point that was made to that. So there's that connection that's beyond just yeah. in those walls. And mm-hmm. the truth is, this is what's so silly about all this. Really, when you think about it, there are some great Christian people that are country music artists. Oh, yeah. And so their lyrics are being written from either a broken place or from a healed place, you know, mm-hmm. redemption. And so even though it's played in sector, now again, do we play beer and whatever country music songs? Very rarely. I mean, there may have been in our 12 years that was something to have fun, to be silly, or to kind of poke fun at something. But honestly, no, the songs that are chosen are really there for a reason. Now, it is true. If you're listening and you're a backstager and you're going, well, I heard they played Motley Crue. I heard they played the Motley Crue. <laughs> we did, Easter one year, because it was kickstart your heart. It was all about a heart. uh doing for the children's um, hospital. So it was all a heart logo. So we were like, dude, let's just play instrumentally a little. It's kind of fun. I mean, dude, let's get them up. And it was all when they were throwing their hearts to, now that sounds weird, throwing your hearts. But we had a little, we <laughs> had a little foam, we had foam hearts that raised money for a children's hospital. Oh, and nice. You threw them in the arena to have some fun with your family or whatever on Easter. But that's why there's a purpose. There, you know, Contrary to what people believe or think, uh, we really do have a purpose in it. There's a reason that you're playing that. So I hope that makes yeah. sense. And then worship nights are another thing. People, you know, it's so funny. We don't know we're going to call them that this year or whatever. We're still working through that. But most people may not know this if you're a first-timer. I actually was in a Christian band. I led worship for a long time. So I get it. The one thing I learned from that is, though, it takes time to do that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is you can't manufacture that. So like, you traveled with us, Scott, back in the day, and some camps we'd go to, and they would say, you need to have the Spirit show up at 8.05 because we need to eat, eat dinner at whatever. And I'm like going, <laughs> man, I wish I was that good, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. You remember, though? Oh, they, and yeah. They were going, well, you, and Shout to the Lord was a big song back in the day. Yeah. And I can remember them going, you're just going to keep playing that until God does something. I'm like, I bet he's going, man, can you change the song? Man? <laughs> I mean, like, good night. It's because it was overdone. Right. I mean, to the point that the kids are going, dude, we got it. I mean, let's move on. <laughs> we get the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah let's, let's like, we were shouting to him. Let's move. But that's the thing is it's not manufactured. And it, it's, it has to be a, an environment that is set up for that. So what we do in the Simple Church is try to create space and freedom in a worship environment to do that. And we yeah. do that at another time, not on Sunday morning. So we have done that at Silver Star, which is a great partner, outdoor concerts. We've done it at the lake before, at Cypress Lake. We've done it at Municipal Auditorium. We, sometimes we bring in special guests. We've had Lincoln Brewster, who's a mm-hmm. great worship leader and one of the best in the country. Uh, you know, King and Country have been here for King and Country. So it's not just a concert. It's like trying to create a worship environment that sometimes people are better at it than we are. We brought in Cameron, uh, who works over at Broadmoor. He helps us sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, come over and 
help us lead worship and let's try to create this environment. So we're not saying that it's not important. We're just saying that on Sunday morning, the idea is to reach someone who doesn't go, keep it simple, keep it short, keep it understandable, make it recognizable, and obviously give them Jesus in an unconventional way that we believe will change their life. Right. And that that begins the pro- the process, you know. Because a lot of churches I know has like come with the stigma of oh yeah you're going to church it's kind of con- like traditional and you have to dress this way you have to act a certain way and it's kind of all like I don't know fake to me yeah and so like that's the I I, I enjoy and I appreciate the um, the raw and authentic. Yeah, I think you would have to agree, Caleb. It's pretty authentic at the Simple Church. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is very. <laughs> like the guy that's on the stage is pretty much the guy behind. Yep. The, it's <laughs> the guy behind the light board over there, Scott. You, you know, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> is the guy again. Yeah. And sometimes he can the lighting director. Yeah, he yeah. can be bull, and I can be a little bull, or I can be a big bull. Yeah, he can lose his mind, <laughs> and we have to pray for him hard. Yes. That's true. But that's the way it all is. is yeah. You know, I mean, people is people. That's yeah. exactly right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, I love the, the clothes thing because it always reminds me, my grandmother always would say, well, you have to look your best before God. And I always asked, well, what happens if you die in the shower? Because then you're, you're naked. So that's Scott, your only you. <laughs> this is backstage with Simple Church. This is the yeah. real deal. Yeah, well, if, if you died in the shower, yeah. Yeah, I mean... You're not in your best then. No, probably no. not. No. Nope. But see, he would have chosen to take you home. Maybe it was your best. Mm. The Lord will determine your days, mm. brother. Jesus juke the shower joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, though. All right, we got time. What any other? What other questions? Do you have questions for us? Anything? Well, it's uh, all on the table. On the... Okay. Well. Okay. So when you hired me, what are some of the like? Qualities that that you're looking for as a as a uh, church staff. That's you a know. good. I mean, Ooh, that's a backstage that's question. A good that's question. a that's a very backstage. Yeah, question. let me tell you what all what we loved about you, and yes, what we generally look for. But the number one thing is probably if you were to go now, obviously Jesus. I mean, so let's don't Jesus juke me here. But if you go beyond, <laughs> you know, like he they love the Lord, they have a relationship with the Lord. It's right. chemistry. So for me. Which some people get, some people don't get. Some people criticize, some people understand. It's about relationships to me. Mm-hmm. So everybody in the Simple Church um, that was started and has kind of gone through, even with like Jonathan Machen recently moving to Cyprus or whatever. Mm-hmm. The reason, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm saying that as he moved, people are asking. It's like, ah, dude, I want the best for everybody. But I also want to do life with the people that you really enjoy doing life with. Right. So as you're navigating that, I've known a lot of these people my entire life. Mm-hmm. So even Amber, who's brand new, Amber Barnwell McDonald, coming on to do life groups. Well, it's because I went to college with her. I went to church with her. I grew mm-hmm. up with her parents. I was on the lake with her brother. So it's not like... And, and some people criticize and go, well, you could have got a better life group person somewhere. Maybe you could have got someone who's more experienced. Wherever. Well, number one... We don't pay great, so mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of money. We're a, not a, you know, we don't have a lot of money in our church budget to do that. Now we pay okay, but we don't pay great. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, the truth is, is I really want to do it with people I like and people that you know, and right. then you go, man, I get along with them. So like when we went ate with you and hung out with you, we're like, going, man, Caleb, he's a, I, I, I like his chem, I like the chemistry. I think he'll fit in well. Uh, your work ethic is tremendous. You know, he's already mm-hmm. building apps and you know 
editing stuff down and printing. So even the backdrop for this today is like, hey, man, we need to do this today so we can put it up to- <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. That was like oh, yesterday. I eight last night. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to get this done. <laughs> but, and, but see, and here's the thing is there's some people go, I'm not going to do that. They're probably not going to make it here. Because the one thing for sure in the Simple Church, it's harder than any church I've ever been in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason is, I've only been in one, but I also traveled with Jeff Moore. We went in a bunch of churches all over America. I have friends that work in churches all over. Because we're still in setup and teardown mode. You're mm-hmm. still in this birth of a church. We're not a 100-year-old church. You're not a 50-year-old church. You're not a 200-year-old. You're only 12 years old. So there's a you don't have a lot of staff. There are no secretaries. There's not a lot of overhead of paying people to handle things for you. You got to handle multiple jobs, I and I'm confident that's that. one reason Johnny was. I don't blame him. He's like, dude, it's a lot. He did it for a long time, and he was going through stuff. So he's like, hey man, maybe I need to find something. Dude, I get it, mm-hmm. but this is the environment, and I, you know, it's my life. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not taking another church. I'm not. I want to do it till the day that I die. I mean, we launched a similar church with a reason of being in this community to impact the community, to change the community. And you can do that better when you have people that you trust and that you like working with and you have fun doing it. I hated mm-hmm. going to work and it wasn't fun. Yeah. yeah, I hated when it was like, uh, and I personally believe when it gets to that point, you need to find something else to do. Yeah, If it's go to another place or if it's go try something else because there's always hard stuff. And in our environment, we're still set up when we tear down. Solving problems is difficult. You know, we have loving God, loving people, solving problems. Another behind the scenes. It's difficult. Anytime you try to feed homeless people, you take care of kids that don't have food, shoot kids, you know, shoes on kids in the community. <laughs> shoot kids. Shoot kids. Y'all know shoot kids? No, I didn't say shoot them. Sounded like shoot. Well, <laughs> the last time I checked, I've not shot a kid. Other well, than on the good. paintball field. Oh. And that's pure joy. That is joy. Have you ever had those kids back in student ministry? You just, oh, mm, yeah. Nothing like taking them to the paintball. Just yeah. light them up. Oh, yeah. Watch them cry like I did that. babies. Yeah, I did that yeah, just yeah. A, a month or two ago with a high school ministry. Nice. That's, yeah. And that's why we're also in counseling. <laughs> Thank you, Hussein. Clint Davis. But it's true, though. But it's like, you know, you want to be able to have a good time with it. You want right, to be able to laugh. Right. You want to yeah. be able to go. And and there's always serious. Dude, it's so serious. There's can- I got a text this morning of one of the guys I went to high school with. Um, he's ate up with cancer. You know what I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. Man, it's so heavy. There's so much difficulty. There's so many challenges. But to have the opportunity to love what you do, to know that it changes the world, it changes you. And then to have people that you want to do it with, like that you laugh with and you go, hey man, let's go enjoy, whether it's going to Guatemala or going to Shreveport or going to eat lunch. I mean, most people don't know this and you, you've already figured this out, but similar church for 12 straight years, every Monday, we've eaten lunch together as a staff. Yeah. There's not a lot of churches I know that have done that. Yeah. And it's sometimes people, ah, it's, you know, they get aggravated. I'm like, dude, it's because it's family. You know, right. to me, I want to have that family share a meal. Yeah, share a meal yeah. and laugh right. and talk and hang out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I will say, yeah, definitely, because what we do is hard. It's, it's, I agree with you on that fact that it's, it's sometimes you do kind of want to just throw your head against the wall because it is so difficult. Not, not just because of the portable environment, but because of what we deal with. Yeah, we with, do it at high capacity. Yeah. Too, yeah. But I think that's why it's so key that we have fun. Because I think that's because without it, I mean, can you imagine how miserable we would all be? 
But and this is my thing. Oh, quit and go back to Hong Kong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hong Kong's not going good right now, no, right? You're right, you're right, you're right. right. I'll just go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. You may try to choose somewhere. But here's what's crazy about that is, I'm, I, you know, and y'all know that it is a personal choice. Mm-hmm. So like when I hear people go, it's like, and you have to make the choice. I mean, I could wake up and be depressed today. I could wake up and be angry. I could wake up right. and go, I'm just not. But I look at it and I genuinely do. There are moments and there are days that are not this way, but man, what a gift. You know, I get to be here with y'all. I get to hang out. We're doing a podcast. You get paid to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave you McDonald's. That's you our sponsor that, right. for today, yes. right? McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Right. Mm. Mm. Take a sip. Mm. No, I, I... But really, there's a lot yeah. of people that they don't get to do this, man. It's, no. It's heavy. It's it's not fun. No. And it's, I've and I've had 26 different jobs. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, this is the most fun I've ever had. If anybody has had 26 different jobs, I would love to hear from them. How are they going to communicate with us on this, by the way? Are they going to... You know, like, what if they want to interact? They'll be able to. They'll be able to. They'll be able to on... Because I want somebody to go, I had 30 jobs, and then we can come back, <laughs> Scott, somebody beat you. It's a competition. Yeah. They right? can, they can, they'll be able to interact via YouTube for, for oh, one yeah, we're going. This is why we're putting on video. Wave, everybody. See, yeah. this is going on YouTube. Oh, oh, yep, it's yep. still recording. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Good yeah. YouTube, and they can also interact, uh, I believe, on Podbean as well. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that what you're using? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We got yeah. the middle of the range pack. Cool. Yeah, I like the fact that y'all are telling them that we got the middle pack. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know what the low pack or the high pack means, but I'm thankful we're in the middle. We're in the, we're in the middle. <laughs> we're just mediocre. Yeah, we're, me- that's we're cool. me- There's a lot of mediocre around here, I promise you. Yeah, I know. That's the people that go, man, you guys just do so great. And I'm like, you don't know how close it came to not happening. Right. But <laughs> and it's, but that's the part of backstage. This is what I love about it. Like, if, if you do interact, if they do have questions, we can kind of talk about that stuff, yeah. too. Is like, you know, Super Bowl's coming up, and we've kicked field goals in there. And we've had, <laughs> I mean, we've run some crazy stuff. We built some really cool things. We have cool stuff coming up this year, too. Some of the series and stuff. I don't want to give it away mm-hmm. yet, but there's some, but that they'll have a chance on another podcast to talk about that. And we'll talk about how we came with the idea and what we're doing yeah, with I mean, it. And it why. It really is crazy to think about. We've done just crazy stuff over the years, though, too, that I don't think anyone else could really have done. Well, there's a couple, mm-hmm. of, and, and maybe they could, and, and but I'm with you, is we haven't seen it done very often. But one of the reasons why, and this is sometimes people forget, and this is a huge one, because if you're going to go backstage and you want to answer a question that people are like, why don't you have a building? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Nope. My friend asked okay, me that. Yes. Yeah, all right. So yeah, the, yeah. here's, but here's a big one. And, and think about this, Scott. Like when you said that, this is a hundred percent. But one is because we don't pay for a bill. We're not saying we're against buildings. We're not mad at you if you have a building. We don't judge you because <laughs> you have a building. Say all of that because so, some people go, oh my god, I'm no, not. We just choose not to because it frees up cap space, money to do some things a little bit differently. So mm. part of that is fun. You're able to, for example, because we're at the Shreveport Convention Center or because we were at the theater or because we were in a bar, because we launched in a bar at one point, um, you were able to do things that no one else could do. And people came that typically wouldn't come. If you go back to the theater, for example, we were in and out and we, we partnered with the movie theater. We sponsored the Free Family Film Fest every year and still do. We make sure that, so that kids can go to movies for free through the right. summer and all these daycares and stuff like That's that. Cool. But then in addition to that, if there was a movie coming out, we would buy out the theater for the movie theater and mm-hmm. give it away to our mm-hmm. volunteers or whatever's going on because it was fun. 
But it was, we don't have a building. We got a little extra money. We can do something fun like right. that. And people are like, oh, this is cool. But then when I'm going back to like to the uh, convention center, because we have a huge hall next to us that's open, we built all the football fields. We had throwing things. We had inflatables. In the air-conditioned building, when you walk out of the service, you can go and enjoy that as right. your family. There's nobody that's got that space. Right. I mean, you can't do that. But because we don't have a building... It opens those things up. It gives you that availability to do some things differently. And then the other big thing is, is it gives you cap space money to go spend twenty thousand on shoes. I mean, that's people don't realize when you put when you solve that problem of kids in Caddo Parish, in Bossier Parish for that matter, that don't have a pair of shoes on, and that cost about twenty grand. Well, people are like, oh my god. How, well, we choose to do it, but we also have a little bit of flexibility. There's great mm-hmm. people that make it happen, no doubt about it. People have given money, and they help us to do that. But we also don't uh, feel that we're strapped because we have no space or, yeah. or um, you know, on our budget to be able to do that. Now, I don't know if this is true, but this is how I explained it to my to my friends. I was like... You just lied to them then, Caleb. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> His integrity is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who hired this guy? Who hired this guy? You who did. <laughs> well, I think there was well, a Well, the team. DLT. Yeah, it's a team. The yeah. BLT. DLT. Ba- oh, I thought there was bacon, lettuce, tomato. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a minute. Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, so I explained it to my friends. I was like, well, to me, I feel like church is not really about a building. That's exactly right. And so I was like, well, maybe that's why they did it without without a building. Is it? See, you're deeper than we even thought, Caleb. Mm. <laughs> yes, that is a huge part of it. As a matter of fact, let's go spiritual. Let's go scriptural, Scott. Mm. You want to? You about to pull out the whole verse? No, I don't. No. I don't have any stuff memorized. <laughs> I'm working on memorization. Matthew no, no. I'm saying, if you go into the New Testament, the New Testament church didn't have a building either. Mm. They were always moving from house to house, and they were. It was a movement. Now, I'm not saying again that you can't have a building or that we're against buildings, but I have been a part of. And spend a lot of money on buildings. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, the the tension is, and I think everybody that's leading a church today, if you were, and I've had pastors in this community come to me privately and stop me and go, goodness, I wish I could do what y'all are doing because we're barely getting by paying this mortgage or paying on this building mm-hmm. expansion or, and it scrapped us and we have no freedom. and we And I'm like, I get it. And it's as weird as it is, it's a gift because you're able to not feel that. And we are very thankful for Shreveport Convention Center and Municipal and Bozier Civic Center, like we're doing the Justin Flom thing coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, that we can. We essentially, who would have thought 12 years ago when we launched in the theater that we would be doing Easter services in the CenturyLink Arena? Right. Nobody. That's crazy to me. Like nobody. Two, when there were 200 people there, they weren't thinking you'd have 8,000, 10. Most people mm-hmm. we've ever had is right at about 10,000 people. I mean, in one service, in That's one day crazy. on Easter. And I'm going, if you'd have told me that back in the day, I'd have said, you're crazy. There's no way that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Now people ask me, is that still the way it is today? No, obviously, man. There's other churches, you know, and time is gone, so... But still, I think last year we were like 8,000 people. So, I mean, that's two services, 4,000 apiece, 7,500. Who would have thought that? Right. You know, everybody wants to know. It's like none of us, including me, no one thought that that was going to be the case. But because you're able to rotate, you're able to move around, you're able to change. Now, again, is it expensive to do that? Let's go back to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we also know that that investment 
goes back, whether it was bringing Drew Brees in and uh, our Sinbad back in the day and doing all these different events and letting these people come in, and those are all in, in the CenturyLink. It helps the community. It's a free event. Uh, it goes a long way to even the bottom line. For the, all the taxpayers, we're helping you. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Bossier and in Shreveport, we're, we're taking some of that burden off because we're paying for the venue, and right. that actually helps their bottom line. Well, to us, we're going, that's solving a problem. We like being able to be a solver problem. It's not selfish in that regard. We have that freedom and that flexibility to do it. And obviously, the biblical component of it's not about a building. It's about the people. It's about being able to uh, mm-hmm. be fluid enough to solve a problem when we need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you like that, Scott? I like it. This is and this is this, just think this is podcast one. One. You know. We're going th- th- how long are you supposed to do this thing? Well, it's about an hour, which we're we're getting close to that. Okay, let's go one more question, then we'll wrap mm-hmm. it up. Anybody got anything? Because that mm-hmm. those are all good questions. Everybody's got a good mm-hmm. one. Is there anything else that you have on your mind? You got anything you want to know? Me? Yeah. Well, being the new guys, or anything else? Man, I feel like we had a lot of conversation. Any like personal the, questions that you want to know? The weeks. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So Scott and I went to Wingstop oh. one night, Ooh. and we were talking about like big stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, and he told me that you played. Uh, for the very first. All right, so let's go back. We're gonna go stuff. back in. Let's go back in time. This is a whole other podcast. Though. Yeah, this is uh, this. This really is, but I'm, but I'm gonna give you a a little a snippet. little in, yeah, snippet. Yeah. So, when this is in the '90s, so early early '90s, I moved to Nashville in '92, moved home in '93. So I was in Nashville for about a year working for Forefront Records, Jeff Moore the Distance. Great time in my life saw all these different churches all across america all these different experiences and it was at the pinnacle of christian music dc talk and audio adrenaline and i mm-hmm. mean it was the birthing of all these great groups when we moved back i the reason i moved back was because i knew we had to plug into a church somewhere the mm-hmm. one downside of being on the road and the guys for finger for king country will tell you this and david small on their dad it's it's difficult mm-hmm. because you don't ever really get connected you know you kind of yeah it's just you feel you're you're going through it it's just it's a challenge Mm -hmm. so i felt that and that's what drove me home so when we got home i said man we got to plug into a local church so we plugged into a local church and that's how i actually got in the ministry that's how Mm -hmm. i became a pastor was because of that route but in that we our band started playing a lot so we were doing camps everywhere so we were doing this and that and the other well during all of that time um and this is a long story, but Andy Stanley was one of the first people, he was the first person, really, that prayed with me to go into the ministry mm-hmm. to kind of decide what I was going to do. We were in a bar band back in out of high school, and in the late 80s, I met with Andy in Atlanta when he was the youth pastor at First Baptist Atlanta and prayed with me about God doing something in my life. Never did I know or he know that he would be doing what he's doing and I'm doing what I'm doing but in that relationship is how I got connected to Lanny Donahoe at Big Stuff and North Point when they were launching. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they split from First Baptist Atlanta or launched North Point, according to whatever terminology you like, they uh, invited us to be a part of all of the beginnings of all of that. So we did all of North Point's camp music, worship stuff, which was gotcha. right along at the same time as Big Stuff was kind of going on because mm-hmm. Lanny was a part of that. So, So early on... We were doing the very beginnings. Uh, we were involved in the very beginnings of all of the music. Mm-hmm. This is why it makes me laugh when people are like, you just don't like music. I'm like, dude, that's the <laughs> majority. I wouldn't be in the ministry without music. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be. 
But I also understand that I think, even back then, that's how it all got started. That We'll mm-hmm. go into a whole other podcast on that. But this is my last, well, my get off my soapbox. But that is the problem, I think, with the American church. We put too much emphasis on singing songs mm-hmm. and listening things. to sermons mm-hmm. and not really actively being engaged in solving real problems. Right. So we are really good at talking about stuff, including us, and what I want to be and what I desire to be and what I hope that will be is that it'll go beyond talking and singing and that it'll go into really solving a problem, whether that mm-hmm. is, again, I'm going to talk about a little bit this Sunday, is, you know, the whole government thing. And, you know, I'm not political, right or left. I'm not talking about right or left. I'm just talking about when you have people in poverty and you have people that are in trouble, it's not really the government's job to solve that. It's the church's. Mm. But unfortunately, the church is worried about singing and preaching. And then we argue with each other. Mm-hmm. And we disagree with what... And so real people in poverty are right outside our door, some of them within walking distance of our church, and we're more worried about singing a song. I just don't believe that that Jesus is going, man, that's a good thing. Now, mm-hmm. again, do we do it right? No. Do we knock it out of the park every time? No. But I think we all have to be working harder at that. I think we have to be more engaged in that. I think we have to figure that out. So last week when you're packing food, yeah, we had an LSU. I can't believe they had an LSU day. There was a purpose behind it. It was putting food into packages for hungry kids in our community. Why? Because Joe Burrow did the same thing. He was like, hey, man, I got this opportunity, and I'm going to see if I can't help some people in Mm. it. Well, this is it. So here we go again. We got a lot of problems to solve. There's a lot that needs to be done. And I can tell you, singing can be part of that. That's cool. You know, sermons, absolutely. But, man, you can hear more sermons and preaching. We're we're listening right now. We're having a podcast (laughs) to listen to an hour of just rambling. (laughs) But I hope that somebody will spend an hour doing something for somebody. So, like, you go, hey, let me go figure that out. That's another podcast for another day. But we're just, thank you for letting me vent. Planning, like, 100 episodes right now. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, I have, yeah, I probably have 50 planned in my mind. Well, oh, that's it. There you so go. there you go. Well, tune in next time as we yes. get ready to go backstage with the Simple Church. Right? Thank you go. so much for joining us. Yeah. Now I got to go sweep a floor. <laughs> He's the janitor, <laughs> video guy, and pastor. I'm going to visit my friend in the hospital. Nice. Thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah, Join thanks us next for listening time. and thanks watching. Listening. That's right, and watching. watching. Mm-hmm. What do we say, Scott? Peace. Peace.